Well, Happy New Year, everybody. How many like the uh, start of a new year? Anybody? I see a couple hands there. Now, we know this, and I've said this many times, God doesn't um, operate according to our time and to our, our calendar. But it's great for us as a way to identify um, things that have happened in our life, kind of like benchmarks, you know, the beginning of the end of the year. Certain years uh, have a particular meeting. You know, the year we were married, uh, birth of a child, purchasing a home, graduation, maybe someone that we know uh, uh, passing on. You know, we remember those certain years and, and, and certain times. And uh, concerning 2019, the Lord shared with me that 2019 would be a significant year. And I'm telling you, it was that in so many ways, even down to the very ending of the year, just significant things um, happening. And so what about this new year? I know you've been thinking about it and, you know, uh, certainly we're thinking about having a crackdown with our eating. How about that? Anybody? (laughs) Can I get a witness? Um, But there was some good eating going on during the holidays. Okay. Um, But what about this, um, this new year? 2020 is unusual. You know, in my lifetime, I've never had a a time where we have numbers like that together, 2020. You know, and then 2020 vision, you've been hearing a lot about that. And then it happens to be leap year. So we got 2020 leap year going on. Uh, Grayson uh, mentioned that we're ending one decade, beginning another decade. And then also 2020 is going to be, the, this is our 25th year of ministry here at Good News Church. And then probably the most amazing thing is, this is the first year that I've had facial hair going into the... Is that not a sign or a wonder? Something, something big is happening. <laughs> I had to get it in there somewhere. Uh, a lot of stairs. Um, but what is the Lord saying to you about uh, this year, 2020? And I want to share some things that the Lord is saying to me, and uh, hopefully that will witness with you. Um, and I want to hear, I want to hear from you what, what what God is saying to you. Um, so, point number one is found in the book of Acts, and let's, we'll read that Acts one verse fourteen, and um, it goes this way: These all continued. I'm talking about the. Um, early church, the beginning of the early church, and they're getting together in the, in the upper room, 120 of them. It says, these all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brothers. And that word, uh, these words, one accord, appear uh, throughout the book of Acts. And it's an important, it's an important phrase um, uh, for the early church, and it's an important phrase for us. God's got things for us to do individually, no doubt about that. Things that only you can do. But he has much for us to do together. And how many know when you try to get a group of people together to do something, this is not easy. And so to have one accord is to have one mind. It's to have one purpose, one cause. And, and the, the, the basic definition of the word in the, the Greek means to rush together in unison. So it's like a group moving quickly 
towards something. Now, just imagine if um, I just announced like right now, okay, all of us, we're going to get up from our chairs and we're going to go meet at a certain spot over at the community uh, center next door. door, And we only have uh, uh, three minutes to do it. Uh, How many think that's going to happen? Get all the kids, get all our stuff, meet at a certain spot. Uh, that's most likely not going to happen. I, I don't know how long it would take. I mean, it, may, it might be 10 minutes and still not have everybody. Uh, it, you know, what would it take? It would take some practice. It would take some leadership. It would take maybe some submission, some people following, you know. There would be a lot into it, but we could do it. I mean, I've got confidence in you. But for us to, to rush along in unison, it's really easier said than done. It's harder to do. But that really is God's plan for us in 2020 is for us to have uh, one accord. And when they have um, one accord, amazing things happen. I mean, they were in prayer and here in the book of Acts. They were in prayer before the day of Pentecost. Acts 2 says uh, that there was one accord on the day of Pentecost. And that was just a major occurrence in the church. And then other times that they, they use that word one accord, it was uh, right before it says they added to the church daily those being saved or talking about signs, wonders, and miracles. So one accord, although it's not easy, hard to do, but it has uh, definite benefits and, and, and benefits uh, for the body. And, and this is what the Lord um, uh, wants for us uh, in 2020. Now, that may be difficult because of some of the factors that are happening this year. How many know we got a presidential election coming up in 2020? Did, did you know that? Now, in 2016, I sat with at least two different members of the church that were going to be leaving the church because of the politics. You know, a disagreement with another another member over politics. And then, you know, all the different things that happened, you know, there's social media, all the different things. Can we just kind of make a decision now as we're beginning our year? We're not going to let that happen. Can we just determine? And and I am totally fine with you voting for whoever you want to vote for. And whatever your political views, I am, uh, you know, I'm for you having those. And whatever you want to do as far as being involved in, in, in the campaign, have at it. But let's not bring that in here. And let's not that, let us uh, divide us and get us distracted from what God's wanting to do. God's got something bigger in 2020 than electing a president. He wants to touch nations. He wants to touch the United States. He wants to touch this city in a, in a significant way. And if we're focused on the wrong things, that's not going to happen. And so certainly the enemy is going to do whatever we can. And, and in these last four years, there's, there's been a lot of uh, uh, divisive things happening. But, but, but we're, let's just us choose not to partake of that. And so, then I, so I'm asking you, especially the leaders of Good News Church, that includes myself, um, especially when it comes to social media, what I say, what I write, what I do, I want you to think about what you do before you do it and say, is this something God would have me do? 
And then think, ask this, this other question here. Is this something that's going to bring unity? Is this going to bring division? Is it going to bring strife? Or is it going to bring, uh, bring unity? And so let's do things in terms of bringing one accord. And it's hard because so many people today, especially, they're not going that way. So it, it even makes it more difficult. Even in the church, there's a lot of division. I was just reading about a denomination. They're talking about splitting. And, you know, there's just a whole lot of division going on. I'm talking about even in the church world. So we've got to fight to be together. We've got to work at it. There's got to be forgiveness. There's got to be letting go of offense. I mean, it's hard work to have a good marriage. It's hard work to have a unified family. It's hard work to have any kind of a unified group. And so uh, I don't want to say the word beg, but I'm begging you to be thinking, you know, you know to, to do all you can for us to be in one accord. Psalms 133 is is um, one of the shortest psalms. I want to read it today because it's, it's a psalm talking about unity. And, and I want to read it um, in, in the, the message translation. Listen to this. How wonderful, how beautiful when brothers and sisters get along. That's a good prayer. That's a good wish for 2020. It's like, it's like costly anointing oil flowing down down head and beard. There you go, beard. See, it's biblical. Flowing down Aaron's beard, flowing down the collar of his priestly robes. It's like the dew on Mount Hermon, flowing down the the slopes of Zion. Yes, that's where God commands the blessing, ordains eternal life. And so this is a, a psalm about unity. This is a psalm about people coming together and that there's a blessing that comes from that. The anointing is, is a sign of the God's power. It's a, a sign of God's presence. It's a sign of the Spirit of God working in a group. And so let's, let's do all we can to be in one accord. All right. Point number two. This will be a year of God-given opportunities. 1 Corinthians 16, verse 9. And again, in the message translation, a huge door of opportunity for good work has opened up here. There is also mushrooming opposition. God's got some new things for us, for you in 2020. And so we need to be in prayer. We need to be in prayer. We need to be listening. We need to be expectant. Or Roberts used to say this, there are miracles coming towards you or past you every day. God's got good things coming your way, but we've got to be in a position to receive it. And so as we start off our year, let's be expectant about God-given opportunities coming our way. These opportunities will give you a chance to use your talents, your abilities, and your gifting in a greater way. It'll mean more fruit, more impact for the kingdom. And it also, many times opportunities, it's going to bring additional finances uh, into your hands. Now, I want to share about an opportunity that has uh, come available for Good News Church, and this just happened um, late last year, just the other day, a few days ago. There's a ministry that we partner with, and they um, are doing a lot of things in the Middle East, a lot of work in the Middle East, and 
um, uh, I won't go into all the countries and all the different places. Um, uh, Coleman and Lindsay went on a trip uh, to Syria with these with uh, Carolyn and Tim Clark from Love Compels, and came back with just some amazing reports of what they're doing. But they're they're going to some hard places, and the Lord has laid upon them. They they live currently live in um, Georgia. Has laid on their heart to actually move their family to the Middle East. And they're going to do that um, in 2020, at the beginning of 2020. And they have been looking for a sending church or a sending ministry, someone they could partner with and, and help them in their ministry. And so they've talked to different ministries, and they ended up talking to us and, and made uh, uh, an elaborate presentation of a partnership between Good News Church and their ministry. And one of the things we would do, we, we would handle all their um, contributions. We would handle all their administrative work. We would actually even handle their finances, pay different bills for in the U.S. We would do um, fundraising for them. We would have do prayer support. We would do pastoral care for them. I mean, they're going to be in some hard places. They would come here and, um, you know, uh, minister to us and share what, what things going going on. Uh, we would, um, you know, I think Susie and I would probably make a trip to wherever they're going to be to, to support them that way. And so it, it's a really unusual partnership that uh, they're asking. And so uh, it's something that we, you know, have prayed about and thought about, and we agreed to do it. Well, what's the benefit for Good News Church? Well, uh, part of it is they're going to sow 10% of their revenues into Good News Church. Um, they have a lot of different contacts with different uh, missions agencies and denominations, and we would be able to be connected with those groups as well. Then we'd also have an opportunity to be at the heart of what God's doing in the earth in the Middle East. We'd be able to partner with that and be directly involved. And so it is a, it's an, an amazing opportunity. Now, when we were praying about it, we're certainly ca- you know, counting the cost. Do we have the time, the energy, the resources, the manpower, the ability to do what they're asking us to do? So, you know, any opportunity that comes your way, you got to pray about it. You got to get counsel, talk to people about it, think about it. You know, am I up to it? Is, is this the right timing? And every opportunity that comes your way, it, even if it's good, doesn't mean it's from God. And so we have to have wisdom. And so we prayed about this one. We talked about it, and we felt like this is something that we want to be a part of in 2020. And it meets some of our longer-term goals. We look at Good News Church as a distribution center for, for ministries of, of resources and, and people to, to help with the nations. This fits with that. It, it really caught me off guard because it, it wasn't something I was expecting at this time. And this is something that mission agencies you know, do. And it would, it would open the door for us to do that for others uh, in the future. So it, it, it is a huge opportunity. Will it be easy? No. Will it be, have some challenges? Is there going to be a learning curve? But I see it as a win for uh, Tim and Carolyn Clark, Love Compels International. It's a win for them. It's a win for Good News Church. And it's a win for the kingdom of God. And so I just want you to prepare yourselves for new opportunities new things in 2020. Have you noticed that the, the, uh, the first two points 
both of the words begin with O, one accord, opportunities. You're witnessing a miracle here. You see that, Sean? I, I never do that. I never, like, do stuff like that. So my third point, what can go along with that? Obedience. This is a year of obedience. A year of one accord, a year of opportunities, and a year of obedience. Let's look at Matthew 28. I am flying by here. Maybe we'll finish all our services early in 2020. That would be a sign, wouldn't it? And wonder. Matthew 28, verse 16. Now, we're about to read the Great Commission, and, you know, just think in your head, what is the Great Commission? What does it involve? You know, we read it about Matthew 28, Mark 16, uh, Acts 1, John 20, you know. um, What is it about? We know it's about, about the nations. We know it's about reaching people. But let's, let's read it, starting in verse 16. Then the 11 disciples left for Galilee. Judas is obviously not there. Going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. Isn't that interesting? Have you read that part before? They, he, he told them this at a place he told them to go. And when they saw him, they worshipped him, but some of them doubted Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and earth. Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. I am with you always, even to the end of the age. The Great Commission is about obedience. They wouldn't even received the Great Commission, had they not been in the location he, he told them to go to. So obedience is, is critical to the Great Commission. They were obedient to his c- command to make disciples, um, uh, obedient to their com- command to go to the nations, and they were obedient to, the, to the, the command to teach disciples to obey all his commands. That's what they were teaching the disciples to do was to be obedient. It's a it's a, a central critical part of Christianity is obedience, obeying, learning to know the voice of God and obeying Him, what He says to do, when you know how He says to do it. Also obeying His word, being a hearer and doer of His word. You all know that, but this is critical. And and I, but I, I think sometimes, especially in the American church, we just hear and, and I'm all for it. I think we need hear as much word as possible. But we hear so much that I, th- I don't think we think in terms of, uh, you know, how should I obey this? It's almost like we're collecting information, more knowledge. We know more. You know, knowledge is power. But knowledge is only power is if we apply what we know. It only works if we apply it. And, and so we need to, to, you know, continue to hear the word, continue to study the word, you know, uh, Grayson needs to continue to write his, you know, his, whatever he's writing. Um, but if we don't do it, 
We're not going to have any results. The fruit, the power, the miracles are in the doing. And that's what, it's the book of Acts. Acts. Acts of the Holy Spirit. Acts of the early church. It's about acting. And so as we're starting off our year, I mean, you all have been here. You've been taught so many, you know, so many things. I mean, last year we had 100, 104 Sunday services, all the midweek booth services, all the other services we had, and then all the things you're reading, all the things you're studying, a lot of messages. But the power is in the action. And so this is, this is going to be vital for us in 2020, is obedience. Now, I know it's going to be vital because we're starting a new training on Wednesdays. Um, and it's called DMM training. What does DMM stand for? Disciple Making Movements. We've been talking about movements in 2020, I mean 2019. And we've been talking about movements in other nations. And what a movement is, it's a, a large number of people being baptized, people being saved, people uh, forming churches, million, I mean, there's, you know, in the movements, over a thousand movements in the earth, millions are being saved, hundreds of thousands of churches are being um, started. That's happening right now. It's not something that's, you know, happening, you know, 20 years ago or something we're, we're dreaming about happening one day. It's happening right now. And so we're starting uh, DMM training on Wednesday nights. We're doing the same exact training these other, they're doing these other places that have caused these movements. The exact same training, same outlines. Now, the power is not in the outlines. The power is in the Word. It's in, in, it's, in, it's, in, it's in being obedient to the Word. But there's principles in um, the Scriptures that will help us make disciples in a better way. And so that's what we're talking about doing on Wednesdays. And that's what we're talking about doing this coming Wednesday. Now, I know you haven't uh, been through all the training that I've seen. Um, and then, but let me put it this way. We're actually, with the, with the movements that are happening in the United States, we're actually praying with, meeting with on a regular basis, people that are involved in movements in the United States. Not Africa, not India, you know, not China in the United States, and we're in contact with those people and hoping things rub off, hoping that we'll learn because I want a movement of God here in Augusta. I'm believing for that on, on purpose in the, the CSRA. There's 800,000 people in this area, and I want to reach them with the gospel. And, you know, Good News Church is not the only church with that heart to do that, but we're going to have to do some things differently. We're going to have to grow. We're going to have to be obedient. We're going to have to challenge each other and sharpen each other. And so we have determined that the best way to do that is to take our Wednesday service, which we've been doing this way for 24 years, and change it to a training night. There'll be no worship unless the Lord tells us to do it. We've got no, there's no plan for, for worship. There's no plan for an offering. What? How are we going to make it? 
No big uh, ministry of helps happening. Now, there will be children's ministry happening. It, it's something different. And now we're presenting an opportunity for you, and the leadership here feels this is the right way to go for Good News Church. And so I'm asking you to consider being involved in it and to give it some prayer, to pray about it. And what is the Lord saying? I mean, I know what he's saying already, but I want you to feel the same way and for you to be a part of this and don't let this pass you by. Now, I know everybody can't make it on Wednesday nights. We'll start at 6.30. We'll end promptly at 8 o'clock. If you cannot make it on Wednesdays because of work or some other uh, schedule issue that you have, we're going to make it available on Sunday nights um, uh, on the Internet. And you can be at home in your pajamas, and the same thing that we're doing on Wednesdays, we'll do that on Sunday nights. Or if you miss a Wednesday, and that may happen, if you miss a Wednesday, you can partake, make up that outline, that class on, the, on Sunday night. We're, we're making it as easy as possible. But it's still going to take you making a decision to be there, making a commitment to be there. And then not only that, not just showing up, but put your heart and soul into it. Put your heart and soul into it. And, and if we'll do this, think of the unity that's going to come into the church. The format will be like, we'll be in the commons, we'll have tables, we'll be in small groups, we'll do training, there's going to be discussion, there'll be prayer. Um, You'll be in the same small group throughout the training. Most of us will be in the same small group throughout the training. There's going to be accountability, there's going to be assignments, there's going to be prayer, there's going to be, you know, things we're going to do together. How could that not make us a stronger church? You'll have opportunity to share what the Lord's saying to you. I, I, I am believing for the most unity that we've had since the beginning of Good News Church. I'm, I'm believing for us to, to come together like never before. But I'm not, I, I can't make anybody come. I can't make anybody participate. But I'm asking you to pray about it. I'm asking you to... Uh, to at least say this Wednesday, just come check it out. And I believe if you will, you'll want to stay. But this is something different. This is, you know, talking about an opportunity, you're going to have to pray about, is this a God opportunity for you? And he's got something in mind. And what he's got in mind is f- certainly for you to grow, certainly for you to be a stronger disciple, but for you to be a part of what he's doing in this city and in the nations to reach people with the gospel. And so there's going to be strategies, there's going to be uh, plans for our city, but we're going to do it together. I believe that um, it's going to be life-changing, it's going to be church-changing, city changing. And again, DMM, the very definition, this is the, this is the definition we learned in our class of what DMM is. Disciple making movements, DMM. Obedience-based discipleship where disciples reproduce others' disciples. Leaders 
reproduce other leaders, churches reproduce churches, and movements reproduce movements. That's the definition of DMM. That's what we're going to be doing. Obedience-based disciples, discipleship, where disciples reproduce disciples. I hope, I hope that's something you're excited about. I hope that's something that you want to see. I mean, this is the heart of God. This is what we're talking about with the Great Commission. And, and this is about being obedient to him and his words. We know a lot, but it's time for us to, to put it all into practice. And it really fits with Good News Church in our history, in the things that we've done in the community, the heart to reach this city. We've seen over 20,000 people saved in one-on-one evangelism. It really fits with us. It's just an extension of things we've already been doing. And, and, and you'll see that when you come. We're, we're, it's, and it, it's going to be good. And, and I'm believing, you know, you're talking about unity. I'm believing we're going to be partnering with other uh, leaders in the city, other believers in the city, to reach this area for Jesus Christ. I believe it can happen. I know it can happen. All right, so what's our first point? They all start with O, so you got to get them. One accord. What's the second one? What's the third one? One accord. Opportunities. Obedience. And if we'll uh, move towards those three things, then we'll have a third, a fourth thing happen. It's found in Ephesians. Ephesians. Well, let me read this about obedience. We're going back. Hold, I'm getting ahead of myself here. Let me read this about obedience. Romans 5, verse 19. For just as by one man's disobedience, failing to hear heedlessness and carelessness, the many were constituted sinners. And so by one man's obedience, the many will be constituted righteous, made acceptable to God, brought into right standing with him. Disobedience has consequences, negative consequences. Does that make sense? What Adam did had consequences on on the human race. Then another man's obedience had consequences, opened the door for many to be made righteous. And so, if we'll be obedient, many of us or all of us, it's going to open the door for more fruitfulness, greater impact. Many are going to be made righteous. Does that make sense? That's his will. That's his plan. I just encourage you to to come along. I'm encouraging you to come along. Get in the game. Don't be a spectator. So many people are spectators today. I want to be involved in the game, doing the works of Christ, doing my part. Everybody's got a part. And, and what I think what's happening so many times is it's because very few are doing their part, it's falling on a few people, and they're like carrying the load, and they can only do so much. But if everybody does their share, imagine, I mean, 
Jesus said, my, my yoke is easy, my burden is light. It can be done. I believe, I've been praying about this for years now, I believe we can reach the CSRA with the gospel. I believe that, uh, that all will be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. I believe we'll have a movement of God in this area. Uh, in, in whatever word you want to use, revival, awakening, I believe we will have that. I've been praying about it, praying about it, you know, talking to God about it. I know that I know this is his plan. And I want to be in position. I want to position Good News Church, uh, and, and it's not about us looking great, but I want to position us to be right in the middle of it. I need your help. I need everybody doing your part. Don't just keep on doing the same thing. You, you know, uh, that's the definition of insanity, right? Keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Hey, I've got the beard. What do you got? I'm shaking it up. Let's shake it up. Now, women don't grow beards. That's not what I'm saying. We don't want that. God doesn't want that. Come on, it's 2020. 2020. There's so many things you can do with that. All right. Ephesians 3. Ephesians 3. And now we'll have the fourth O here. Now to him who by a consequence of the action of his power that is at work within us is able to carry out his purpose and do super abundantly far over and above all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. I mean, you just witnessed a miracle. I've got four O's. Where's, where's Nate? Uh, Susie and I, we stopped by. We were in Charleston, and we stopped by to see Nate and Kristen uh, yesterday, and so we had a good visit with them. They are doing well. They, uh, they miss you guys and uh, give, give you their best, um, their love. Uh, you know, I'm not going to tell you that it's been some challenges they've had to, to face and deal with it, uh, deal with, but they're doing good and saw all the kids. And so uh, uh, hopefully we'll have them back soon to, to, to see you. But far over and above, God wants to do over and above. He wants to do over and above for us in 2020. Not just, you know, getting by the same old thing, going through the routine, going through the motions. He's got new things. He's got fresh things. He's got over and above things, above all that we dare ask or think or hope or dream or pray. Amen. Let's stand, everybody. Praise God.